Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 105. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Hi guys, before we start the show today, I am so excited to tell you about my Fast Track to Flipping Masterclass. It's coming up in January of 2019, and I'm going to share all kinds of wonderful tips, tricks, and secrets to the success of my over 200 house flips that I've done so far. I'm also going to be introducing my mentoring program that we're going to start in January. So if you want to be part of a group, a team, and have a support system in place, and some accountability, because that's what really gets you in action, I know, then go sign up for this masterclass right now at hardhatholly.com forward slash flip. That's hardhatholly.com forward slash flip. Go register and I look forward to seeing you there in January. Hi guys, welcome to another exciting episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. We have with us today another Southern California investor such as myself, and his name is Tony Diaz. He has been in this business 25 years, and he's got a lot of great experience, wisdom, and stories to share with us, and he's really going in an interesting direction now. I'm really excited to introduce him to you guys, so with that, welcome to the show, Tony. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm excited. Well, thanks for being here. Why don't you start? I mean, I guess the show would need to be hours long to hear all of your stuff, but tell us about like your early years and how young you got started and yeah, give us your background. Absolutely. So my mom, dad, um, my dad's in mortgage. My mom is in real estate and now retired. And uh, back in 91, 90, uh, my parents were buying properties um, here local to our market, the Inland Empire. And um, they would buy a home and we would go out there and change toilets, scrape some of the linoleum. That was my first introduction to the real estate flip. Um, right out of high school, I got my real estate license. And at 18, I was able to buy my first property. Uh, I started out with a Century 21 Beachside and um, became very good friends with the manager. And he kind of took me under my wing and he gave me some pretty good advice. And uh, uh, right about... 19 years old, actually, I was the uh, top listing agent, and everybody thought my mom was feeding me deals, and I just didn't know the market was not supposed to be good. <laughs> so uh, I really enjoyed it. I took it as a hobby, and I just spent a lot of time. So that's how I got into the real estate, and the investment world became more of the um, more after the third and fourth year. But I did do my first flip at 18. Wow. So you kind of got started as a realtor or were you a realtor doing retail real estate and flipping at the same time? Um, the reality is the, the, the first flip I bought, uh, just was a good opportunity, paid 43,000. Uh, so it was fairly cheap. <laughs> uh, my rehab was uh, very interesting. I, I did it. Well, I tried to do it myself. It didn't quite work out, but, uh, more, my, my function was more real estate. So, I would go try to get listings, work with buyers, and, and that was my first two or three years until we started actually um, uh, getting more into the REO world 
and uh, through some connections I had, they gave me a few accounts and I started seeing what the investors were doing and I realized there's a lot more money on that side of it. So I, start, I talked to one of the asset manager guys. I said, listen, I want to buy. And he says, listen, you can buy them all as many as you want, but you can't be the listing agent and selling them. So I actually let my accounts go so I could start buying. And this is right about 97, 98. That is fascinating. So you thought and saw there was more opportunity or more money for you to make as a flipper, on the, at least on those houses, than as the listing agent. Yep. yep as a yep. realtor. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So um, would you give us a little more details about your very first deal? Sure. Um, the house uh, was a little three-bedroom, two-bath in the city of Rialto. Um, I just did a flip there this year. <laughs> <laughs> great market. I love the Atlanta Empire. It's a, we, we do very well here. Uh, the house uh, was boarded up. The health department uh, had actually evicted the homeowner. Uh, there was no toilets. Um, the house, yeah, it gets better. Uh, the the neighbor, as um, as we're cleaning up the house, starts coming over and tell us, starts telling us the stories about the homeowners. Right? Unfortunately, it seemed like the guy drank a lot and um, eventually lost the power and water. And uh, he uh, he was uh, going to the bathroom in a bucket. And uh, he was throwing it down the garbage disposal. That's disgusting. <laughs> and so I'm sitting, oh. <laughs> so sitting there with my head on the grinder trying to unclog me. <laughs> so it was that bad. It was disgusting. Uh, it, it, was, it took me about four months to realize that there was no way I could fix this house myself. Um, I had uh, the holes in the drywall. It was like the price is right where you could put your hand through the tape I was putting there. It was just everything I didn't know what to do. And uh, it, it, I did okay after everything. I found a few guys from Home Depot. I brought them over and um, they took everything apart I put together and then eventually finished the house. Um, I made 12000 bucks, which was a good amount of money. And... Um, and I realized that my time wasn't worth it for me to be there. And it was more, a lot smarter for me to do real estate and find the deal. So um, it was interesting. We, we had a good time. We learned a lot. And, and uh, that was my first what not to do of real estate. <laughs> that, okay. Well, I'm super impressed that you still made 12 grand because <laughs> in 19... <laughs> 90, you know, fresh out of college, working at Ernst & Young, I think they were paying me 25 grand a year. So you made more in a flip than I did, you know, working for six months, long hours, tax seasons and all. So, hey, my hat's off to you. So that was good. Some people yes. on their first flip lose money. So you made money yep. and yep. you learned that your brain was more valuable than your than your body, than you do in yes. the body work, as my husband calls it, brain That's job, right. body job. So that's right. That's good right. for you though. That's exciting. I mean, that was a lot of money. So then did you roll that into your next deal? I assume. <laughs> you know what? Um, it, it went for about a little bit over a year without buying anything. Um, Were you trying to get the fecal matter out from under your fingernails yeah, or what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that time, um, 
I doing the math, I realized that I could, you know, back in 94, 95, uh, the prices were pretty low. So the commissions weren't really up there. Um, but I realized time and effort, it made more sense for me to actually do the commission part of it versus the flips. And um, it was one of those things that it, it's either you do full-time real estate or you do full-time flips to be able to really maximize. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard to do both. And, and, and for me, I, I thought that if I focus on one, it would be a little bit better. And this is, of course, my mom behind me telling me, hey, focus on learn the ropes, learn the contracts. You're 18 years old go out and really learn the business first and then you can go out and venture. So my mother's been uh, very, very uh, involved in my upbringing as far as the real estate part. And she um, was a top producer herself, a small shop. She used to do five deals a month and my dad used to do five loans. So they had a pretty decent life and uh, it was uh, kind of a good little kick for us to get going. So there are good role models of hard work Thanks. and inspiring. That's cool. That's exciting. Okay. Well, um, tell us about, if you would, um, your best deal or something that really stands out. It's one of your best deals. I know you've got a lot of years of experience there, but tell us that. So uh, I've done land development and those were pretty profitable. Uh, but I would say <laughs> one of my pretty profitable and memorable deal was a lead I got from uh, uh, my landlord at that time. Um, The guy says, I have a friend um, there. I think the husband just died and um, she needed to move and she calls me and uh, says, I want to sell my property. So I run down the street, look at the home um, it was an opportunity and, uh, my brother-in-law who also flips, um, uh, I knew he was looking for a property. So I called them up and this is before I quite understood the wholesale concept. Uh, and, uh, I said, listen, I got a property for you that, um, you might be interested. So I picked it up for 600,000 and I told them that, um, it was going to be his for the amazing low price of 750,000. <laughs> so, Smart. <laughs> so, uh, and what was the after repaired value in your estimation? Can you remember? Uh, as a matter of fact, he bought it to live in it. Uh, oh, so okay. I knew it was a no brainer for him, but he actually ended up selling it for a million dollars. So he did very well about two years later. Uh, did he, he know what you were getting it under contract for? I mean, I assume he had to see it with closing and everything, right? Right. So um, what I did is I went in there and I sold him on it. And once we shook on it, then I came back and I just said, I made 150 grand off of you. <laughs> and one day, because he needed to move money right away. So I think it closed within a week from the time I saw it to the time he got into it. So it worked out beautifully. So I made more money in deals, but I would say probably that was the most fun because he's always been trying to get back at me and, and try to get his 150 back. <laughs> he wow. hasn't been able to do it. Was he so upset or was he like, hey, good for you, bro, or how'd it go down? Uh, it, you know what? I think he, because he did get a good deal, it was kind of a win-win, but uh, we still talk about it, so yeah. I'm sure there's a little, <laughs> it's a little spike little there somewhere. A little angst in there, like, oh. Well, I just went under contract last week to buy a home from a wholesaler in Orange, and my husband and I, I will say, 
debated back and forth. Some people might say argued. Um, my purchase price was six fifteen. We think the ARV is eight fifteen, and you know, assuming it all works out, that's that's an okay return. It's not like a home run or whatever. And then I found out that the wholesaler is making 47 grand. And it was like, kind of like, oh, do we do it or not? Like, well, Ooh. my hat's off to you. Congratulations. I mean, I'm not mad or anything. But I'm like, it would have been nice if you pushed a little bit more my way. But um, we'll see. And right. Who knows how we'll do on it. But I'm always happy for wholesalers to make money. Because if, I mean, I still get some deals from wholesalers, not a ton. But without them, I wouldn't even have the deal. So it's okay. Yeah. You need to have an attitude of appreciation still. Exactly. I, and I, what I tell people is, I, I, for me, when I work with wholesalers, I let them know, listen, it's important for me to understand the structure of the deal. I'm not here to look at your side of the pie, but I need to understand what it is so I can structure it with my lenders because sometimes they don't tell you and they wait for the last minute, then they send you out an invoice that needs to be paid out of escrow and says, it doesn't work that way. I told you, tell me and we'll work it with you. And it just, it's interesting, but I just paid on a larger home. We bought one for 2.3 million and a wholesaler, not so much a wholesaler, a good friend of mine, he flips himself. He made a hundred grand on it. So nice. Uh, yeah, he did very well, but we got a good property. And uh, like to your point, it's work to find those deals and they, they earned it. And I was more than happy to pay his 2.4 price. So it worked that well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us, um, what does your business look like now and how are you spending your time now? Are you an agent still or what are you doing today? So I have uh, eight people. Uh, five of those are full-time acquisition. Uh, we use a lot, a lot of technology. I spent uh, quite a bit of money putting this technology together. So our focus has been acquisitions. That will, that's what we mastered. Uh, we built a lot of good relationships with a lot of local agents. So we've been very fortunate to have those relationships. And uh, our focus is just that, the acquisition piece. Um, my particular focus as the CEO of the company has been more on the technology side and the strategic partnerships that that's been able to bring to us from good, very, very good lending sources, uh, small private investors that like to come in and bring money. And uh, now we're getting into a larger, uh, bigger opportunities using the technology to source uh, more of a high process driven opportunities through the company cloud CMA where the actually exclusive uh, investor in Southern California. So every time a realtor goes through cloud CMA and it's requesting a, or it's estimating a value for a homeowner as the CMA is being processed, we, there's a little button that pops us uh, pops up and asks three different questions and they have, if they answer yes to those questions, uh, is the property a fixer? Would the seller be willing to uh, sell to a cash investor? And have you seen the property? And if they answer yes, then we get a notification. So we get quite a bit of uh, off-market deals right now. So it's been great for us uh, to work with this uh, great company, Cloud CMA. They're great guys. And... Um, we're looking to see how we can help them get to the next level. Uh, but it does take a lot of processing. The same way it would be uh, going through the MLS as well. So technologies 
uh, a great part of our business. And my 80% focus is how to make the technology better and how to align ourselves with larger companies so we can bring the knowledge of what it takes to really maximize an investment and how to scale that. And I think if we can answer that connection for hedge funds, even even looking at it as an asset management tool, I think that's something that we can bring a really valuable tool to the table. So we're prepping ourselves for that. Awesome. Okay, so I'd love to kind of um, go a little deeper on one of the things you said. So for maybe some of our listeners that aren't super experienced or in the real realtor world, um, cloud CMA, CMA stands for competitive market analysis and that's what a realtor generates or produces when they go to a listing appointment usually or maybe they have a listing so I say hello Mrs. Seller here is your CMA which shows um, a list of properties that have sold maybe it'll show active and pending and sold and say look this is where all the values of all these other homes are so based on that that's how I am projecting your home's value or what do you think the value of your home is given all these other data points so yeah realtors use this program and California at least and are they a nationwide company or are they just in California no, they are nationwide connected to over 600 MLS organizations. And wow. most of the, uh, I think I could, I could be wrong on the number. I think they do 250 million CMAs a year. So they're huge. <laughs> so there's a lot of opportunity there for us. And for everybody that is going to help us grow that opportunity as well. That is amazing. So all the realtors nationwide that are using this program to generate their CMAs that, I mean, every listing appointment usually includes a realtor giving a CMA. You guys are popping up in front of them saying, hey, is this, I mean, and not every house is a good fit for a flip or uh, wholesaling. We know that, but plenty of realtors have no idea how to find um, someone to purchase a house that's in bad shape or that they have a distressed seller, they need a quick sale. So this is a huge opportunity to get in front of plenty of agents. I mean, I think it's just brilliant. So good job. (laughs) It's very exciting. It's a pilot program here in Southern California, and uh, we're going to roll it out and expand to other counties here in the local market, and then we're going to see how we can help them take it to a national level. The reality is we don't buy outside of Southern California, so that's where we believe our technology can play a big role for them to be able to connect the agent that doesn't have a listing yet and an investor pool that can come in and pay good money for those opportunities. And between that, make sure that the agents are not overinflating the opportunities for the investors and that the investors are gonna protect the fact that that opportunity is still off market. So there's a little bit of policing that needs to be done and that's where we believe a lot of the technology and being able to have processes within the request all the way to the presentation to those investors. And then of course, respecting the homeowner's privacy and making sure that it's all going to work out. So there's a little bit of uh, items to work out. The guys at cloud CMA are great, uh, very uh, forward thinking, very smart, uh, respecting the agents, uh, uh, 
business and the relationship. Uh, and we were trying to now figure out how do we bring the uh, uh, investor approach and make sure it works for everybody. So we're excited about that opportunity. So can you share a little bit more about how it works once an agent says, yeah, this might be a good candidate for, you know, for you, Tony, or whatever the software is, it might be a good candidate for, you know, a distress sale or flip purchaser. What happens next? So we get a notification and our group here uh, looks at the property. The analyst uh, does a quick evaluation and to get a number that we can quickly present to the agent to make sure we're, there, we're within range. So we ask them questions specific to the conditions of the property. Have they got a chance to see it, whether they have a listing or not? And based on those answers, then we give them a quick explanation of the opportunity. We've had really, really good feedback. So uh, agents see the value. They get to double end the, the property. So ultimately, that that relationship and that process itself is what we're mastering right now. If the agent feels that the offer uh, is within the range that the seller is willing to take, we send the agent offer terms. They write the contract and then they present it. Keep in wow. mind. So you give them an offer to go present basically at the listing presentation. Is that the exactly. idea? Ah, that is okay. correct. So it works really well. And the agents appreciate it because a lot of times they're competing with other realtors. And if they're able to bring that offer, it validates their position within that community, within the investor community or especially right now that homeowners, uh, the selling side, um, still they think that they can get top dollar as we know the market is starting to make some adjustments due to the affordability issues and uh, being able to give that information to that and bet to that agent. So they're well informed uh, and we're not just providing them the offer. We are very detailed of the explanation of the why. Mm. And that's additional value. Uh, and what we do is we do a screen share with the technology and we walk them through our process so they understand that this is not an invest not an offer because we want to make a ton of money. But we become a resource of information so they understand why an investor is going to make that offer and how to present that information to the homeowner. So if that homeowner doesn't feel that's the right price point, then they can move to make improvements or, you know, a lot of times they just don't know what really, uh, what's their true sales price going to be until they get better information. And once they understand, okay, it makes more sense. And it's just not an offer perceived to be low by the homeowner, but it's backed by information specific to comps, breakdowns of cost and things like that. So the agents really appreciate it because it helps them make a case and the homeowners in most cases feel confident on their decisions because they know they made something well-informed versus just giving away the home and selling it to um, somebody that may be lowball them. So. Right. That sounds fantastic because people do feel better about taking a lower offer once they understand the justification for it and understand improvement costs. I mean, it's kind of funny. My, um, my current assistant right now is looking at a home in the city of Laguna Niguel and she's done due diligence on this home built in the eighties and learned it has significant black mold 
asbestos ducting in the HVAC that's blowing everywhere. Wow. The homeowner's been really sick for a long time and she thinks it might be from all these issues. And yes. so she's, you know, preparing a whole list of, you know, estimation of costs and everything, which is probably similar. You know, she's doing much more detail with contractor bids, but when you're going to quote lowball someone or give someone a lower offer, it sure makes a lot more sense if you have justification than just offering them a hundred grand less than they thought they were going to get. Like you need to have, and of course you can always present retail bids and us flippers usually get lower than retail bids, but you know, if they the homeowner were to do it, they're going to pay higher prices for those improvements. So you educate them, you know, when you're meeting with them or the, the realtor is. So that's, that is really interesting and exciting. Thanks for sharing yes. all that with us. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so listeners, for our free download this week, Tony is generously offering an Excel worksheet. That's a deal analyzer that um, he has used and likes. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Tony? Absolutely. Uh, so for us, uh, it's math. Um, we look at a deal based on the three variables, of course, sales price, your repairs, and then your purchase price. And within those variables, you have cost of financing and things like that. And uh, this sheet allows you to be able to plug in not just purchase price, uh, but the cost associated on the purchase. And then it's got a pretty nifty little formula within that calculation that's going to allow you to be able to put in your limitations on the lender side once you understand uh, what type of uh, loans you're going to be borrowing. And the form itself gives you if-thens. And what that means, uh, for example, we get a pretty high leverage, and it's up to 75% of the uh, resale value or 90% of the total development, whichever is less. Mm -hmm. So the calculation is going to give you that option, give you a uh, loan amount. It's going to short fund the cost points and fees, and then it's going to give you funds needed to close in the total required capital investment for the life of the project based on your estimate of time. So it's truly a pretty uh, inclusive way to look at a transaction and also close out a transaction by being able to plug in actual numbers off your HUD one on the purchase and the resale, plus your payoffs on the, um, on the lending side. And we actually use this for our taxes. We each property comes in and we do three forms, which is the purchase HUD one, resale HUD one, and this formula, and we just run them on a spreadsheet pivot table and we pass them out to our uh, taxes. Uh, and it works really, really well. So there's a lot of function. Uh, obviously, I'll leave it open for whoever wants to modify it. Uh, the formulas in general are fairly simple. Uh, and again, they'll be open, but it does the the, the full analytics and it gives you total development costs and then percentages all the way through to make sure that you're looking at your math and depending on your uh, total development costs as we call it, purchase, repairs, cost of acquisition, and then it'll give you, of course, your return on investment based on cash investment uh, and also on a leverage fund. So it does everything I need to see, make a determination whether if this property is a good investment or not. Awesome. So That's so nice bit. that you're sharing that because I'm sure it took you 
a lot of you know effort and improvement over the years to make it better. So thank exactly. you for sharing that. So, so listeners, if you would like to get that, you can go to hardhatholly.com forward slash 105, 105, we're the 105th show today. And um, also you can get, if you want to text to the number 38470, you just text hard hat with no space between hard and hat to 38470 text hard hat and i will send you this free download along with links to our past free downloads and i'll shoot you a text once a week when our episodes are going live so you can make sure and catch those so tony how do people get in touch with you and um maybe you know stay abreast of what's going on with the development of all these cool things you're doing so we have a few websites. Uh, the uh, If you're interested in receiving some of the opportunities we have, the best website would be FlipWolf. It's flipwolf.com. And there we have our 800 number. We have a uh, short intake form. You can put in your information. And our guy, Christian Winters, will uh, give you a call. Um, our technology allows us to be able to to make sure that we understand who you are as an investor and make sure we only deliver those type of opportunities. So that's uh, flipwolf.com. And our acquisition side uh, is investnotic, investnotic.com. And um, that is more about our acquisition company. Uh, our team members it talks a little bit about our technology and uh, gives you more information about who we are so it's a good little uh, uh, website to give you a better perspective of both sides on the acquisition part which that side is driven for agents and then FlipWolf is more for our partnership with the investor world Awesome. So yeah, you actually probably have some properties available to people that want to flip in Southern California, right? We do. Yeah, <laughs> so hey, anyone that wants CMA. to flip in SoCal, um, Tony has got some opportunities for you. Yes. And I got to say, I just you know started getting your texts from FlipWolf, and it is very impressive when you click on Thank it you. and it goes to, I guess it's a website, and you can click on things to see comps and like right. all this cool stuff. I've never seen anything so amazing. So <laughs> we uh, I'm impressed. So yeah, Thanks. check out flipwolf.com, guys. If you're in SoCal looking for flips, or if you just want to, you know, stay in touch to figure out how you can be involved with their their nationwide rollout with Cloud CMA and how that can benefit you, definitely get in touch with them. So as we wrap up here, Tony, what advice would you give to someone who is either just starting out or kind of new into the real estate investing world? So interestingly enough, I get um, people that um, know me through friends and things and they ask me kind of that same question. And for me, if I was new to this market, um, I would find myself a vetted person that can, you can come in and, and donate your time to help them out, um, invest with them, uh, and be able to really learn the ropes. Uh, I learned the hard way. I made absolutely every mistake you can think of in the investing uh, because I didn't have that experience. I didn't have that 
knowledge. And I, I, I thought because I was a hardworking person with a little bit of common sense and, and a lot of want that that was going to be enough. And I realized that I could have taken a huge shortcut. Um, and I gotten to meet people that started out with either large organizations or very well seasoned investors. They learned the ropes. Uh, they were able to spend the time in understanding the whys and the why nots more importantly. And uh, you see these people spin off and eventually get into markets where it takes a lot of time and effort and a lot of guts to get into. I know 30-year-old guys uh, that are doing five, seven, eight million dollar deals like it's nothing. And every time I buy a two, three million dollar home, it usually takes <laughs> a few days to uh, stop worrying about it. But uh, just all perspective yeah. and how you learn. And uh, so to me, learning from the right people is super important. Um, and finding somebody that's going to share their knowledge and you got to figure out what you're bringing to them to the table. Uh, so obviously if you go out and if somebody comes in and says, Tony, teach me, my question is going to be, what do you bring into the table? Exactly. So a good relationship uh, like that would be the most important uh, or, or I think the best advice. And uh, I think that in itself is going to save you a tremendous amount of money because I stopped actually keeping track of my mistakes. Uh, when I was building, I had my little trash can. And every time I made a mistake, I used to put my my plans that didn't work or, or my uh, documents. And then just that trash can started overflowing and I eventually gave up on it. But it was a reminder of my mistakes and the cost of my education. And I can tell you, um, Harvard is expensive, but my mistakes are so much more. <laughs> yes. So fun, again, finding that right person and help you walk in, it's going to be uh, my best advice I can give you. That's great advice. You pay for your education one way Absolutely. or another. So Absolutely. you pay through lessons learned during deals or you pay for a mentor or an education program, but you pay Absolutely. one way or another. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Tony. This has been so interesting and informative. Appreciate you sharing your experience with our listeners. So guys, get out there, take what you've learned, take some action. Um, definitely check out flipwolf.com and investnautic.com. Connect with Tony and I wish you all huge success. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show. And let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of. For the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others, go to hardhatholly.com.